My name is Matt Brown. Show me the money! And let's start the show. Uh, Martha, one question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know how you invited the principal to dinner? Yeah. Why? Let's go! The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. What's happening, everybody? Look at this. It is May 3rd. Monday, May 3rd. It's May. It's gonna be May is now. It is May. Look at that. Spring in its final month. This is a month where weather really gets warm, more nice days, plenty of April showers, at least in the tri-state area, but it's time to uh, really soak up the sun as it's coming up. You have restrictions being eased in the tri-state area in Jersey, Connecticut, and New York. We're starting to see things come back. More people are getting vaccinated. My second COVID vaccine, my second dose of the Moderna COVID vaccine is this Saturday, the 8th. And yeah, that'll be it. You know, I'll, uh, I'm going to try my best not to get any symptoms or side effects. So I, it'll be a low-key weekend. But assuming we can push through um, and be okay, we will, we will be okay. So can't wait for that. But until that great day, we have some great content on the way. And speaking of that content, I just want to remind you all to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. Also, to check out all exclusive content regarding this show, go to ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com so you can check out every one of our podcasts. You can check out the various links and the links to our podcast and networks that we are all a part of and the links to YouTube. You could check out the blogs I have written. You could check out the links to the videos of all these podcasts that we create, all the productive conversations. And you can even check out our merchandise store thanks to Zazzle. And there are some great things to buy over there, especially with the summer season inching closer and closer and closer. Go to the episode description below to check out the link to the merchandise store or go to ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com slash merchandise and see the store we have created thanks to our friends at Zazzle. Also, you can check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We are on Twitter at ProdConvoPod. We are on TikTok at Productive Conversations. And check out all the amazing content we have for you in the world of social media. The greatest listeners and followers of this show, I thank you. Thank you so much for always supporting the show and making it possible. So on this, the first Monday in May, what do we have in store for you? Well, we have one old friend coming back. Joe Yankis is making his return to the Productive Conversations podcast. And then we have a new friend. Rapper Outta Mars is on the Productive Conversations podcast. So Outta and Joe have a nice partnership. Joe produces music for Outta. Outta creates music for Joe to produce. And they also perform together. So we get really into their journey into music. 
we get into their performing skills. We get into all the interesting and fun things that they produce for their fans. There's plenty of laughs. There's lots of great stories. There's a lot of insight and fulfillment on this show. Alda has amazing words and really, really is an inspiring person once you speak with him. Such a great man, such a nice person. And then add on top the great Joe Yankis for his laughs and interesting stories. It equals an amazing podcast, which is what we are about to play for you right now. So let's get to know Alda. Let's get to know Joe some more. And let's find out what makes these two individuals so freaking amazing. Out of Mars, Joe Yankis, it is your guy's turn. Let's get to it. in another great position on this beautiful April day, simply because we have won the great Joe Yankees return to the Productive Conversations podcast. And he's brought a great friend of his, an up-and-coming rapper, and I'm starting to get into his music, and he is one talented individual that we will get to know a bit more. Without further ado, along with Joe Yankees, we have up-and-coming rapper, out of Mars in the building today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. What's going on, Matt? What's going on, world? I am fantastic. The Productive Conversations podcast audience is so excited to have you here. And again, have our buddy Joe Yankees join us once again. So before we get started, tell me. Tell me, my great friend, my new friend and my old friend tell me how we're doing and how has 2021 been to start off this year uh we're i'm doing great i think we're both doing great but uh absolutely and you know i just turned 39 all right happy birthday (laughs) bless up for that (laughs) no but just um we have a lot of great things projects going on and um man jenkins are you know actually you know putting putting I, I would say secret secret projects together it's going to be a tbd but there's a lot of great creative collabs that you know where we're, we'll bring it to the table for you guys you know which is going to be a productive conversation tonight you know mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes any way we could promote the brands i appreciate that so absolutely why don't we start we're going to learn more about auda and yes. we're going to talk about his rise up into the rap and hip hop community to yes. catch up with Yankees. But first things first, guys, tell me how you two met. What brings us here today? And where did this partnership, where did this partnership form? And how is it at this point? So it's funny because I, uh, I I went to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting and, mm-hmm. um, you know, they've, they've been a great resource uh, ever since I, I, I graduated from there and finished that program. But um, originally Mars was was working with um, he, he had started a, a kind of a group out of there and was affiliated with the, the director over at um, 
CSB. So I remember I had, I had his name's Joe too. And I had, I'd had some conversation with Joe and he mentioned there was somebody who's putting together an album, all this other stuff. I remember, you know, you, you, from the last episode, I mentioned my Shout buddy Dean, who, mm-hmm. who, uh, cause uh, we were talking, we were, we were going to discuss, you know, working on stuff like that. There was a, there was a, a whole, there was a whole discussion. The, the long story short, we basically got introduced via somebody in our professional network because we're both, amazing musicians and entertainers and just on the grind and you know it was a it was a great uh it was a great connection you know like from day one and just you know building on music he respected what i did i respected what he did and i was just like you know what you know at the time um we were putting together automated media Mm -hmm. and you know I, i absolutely wanted you know joe to be a part of it and you know just work hand in hand and what we decided like that didn't work out but we just kept you know kind of in touch and you know kept bouncing ideas off each other and to be able to just you know put other things in fruition so well because that's that's an interesting thing too it's it's like we uh the the person the basically there was there there was a, a few few things going on at the same time yeah but 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 regardless of all of that basically whoever was affiliated with joe prior to that essentially just they, he went his own way and and then uh basically everyone kind of split their own way except me and mars were like why, why don't we continue to work together because yeah. like we don't need inter- it, it actually became easier because then we, we don't have an intermediary we don't have somebody else mm-hmm. we don't have someone else who is Absolutely. who we we rely on for production or legal or whatever so now i mean and, and I, I remember i mentioned the last last podcast last time i had him over here he like heard eight bars at the the at the outro of a song and now now we're working on a completely different instrumental based on that so it's like it, it's 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 those kind of it's it's sometimes that kind of energy the, the mistakes and the failures that actually bring opportunities for greater successes like like that being a clear example it really shows in this life how things are meant to be and what brings us together and not letting you know a shortcoming bring you down you generally stay in touch with that and as two artists who clearly at this point proving that yeah, maybe our first project didn't go where we wanted, but now we're getting stronger from it and better than ever. What would you say to partnerships in particular? What do you think makes you guys stick and not split away and being patient with what you're trying to go for? Because for the fact that I feel that we kind of have the same goal and that's to create great music. That's to be able to educate people and entertain people. And I felt that we had the same energy and connection and it was, it was kind of like became more like a personal friendship to like a brotherhood for the simple Mm -hmm. fact that, you know, you know, going through, you know, ups and downs and trials and tribulations, we still maintain our goal. Definitely. And what do you think is going to be the special thing, keeping that goal in mind? What do you think is especially that won't make that will not bring you guys down together? What is the thing that'll keep you moving? Is it just that genuine, strong connection? Is it just that natural feeling? It's, it's just a natural feeling. It's, it's just for the simple fact that it's organic. It's not fake. And mm-hmm. we both kind of just sat down. It was kind of like 
where 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 you playing football early and like pop Warner and you find out that the other person is just as talented as you and it's like even though you guys do like things different you found a way to connect with each other to do the same thing you know so it was kind of like it was kind of like what I I would like to say a a one day one yeah, <laughs> you know, like of since the first since the first day it was just like nah, man, I fuck with him. He's different. He's cool. I like his energy. He came to one of my performances with my wife and my in laws. Mm-hmm. He fucking got on a mic like it wasn't nothing. It just started going bananas. And I was like, damn. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that, up, man. It, it it was it ended up being a great show, and you know, just little moments like that, you know, and it wasn't. Like it was a one day one, but it wasn't overnight. Like we constantly talked here and there, just talked about life, talked about music, talked about yeah. what we wanted to do. And sometimes that's the best way to build upon something. You know, it's not fake, you know? Yeah, I definitely appreciate that. And I, the reason why I asked that is I admire people who are ambitious or at least try to claim to be. And we know many examples, including my own, of people and teams and partnerships coming together saying that they are finally, they are going to be the ones to make it, quote, quote, make it. They are the ones who are going to pushing boundaries. They are the people who are going to be successful in their passion and business. But we see whether one person isn't as into it as the other. We see people just decide different plans and goals. And I really admire you saying that, too, that sometimes it's just that it factor. Some things you just simply can't explain in this world. And I can tell the vibe right here. Like, you know what I'm getting at from that? No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like you ever watched like uh, a music documentary? All the about time. The cer- yeah. About the certain artists. And you always find that the musician, how they claim the fame, like the, the, the story's interesting or it was put together interesting. And most of the things are organic and by chance or it wasn't supposed to happen, but it happened, you know? So they say like everything does in retrospect happen for a reason. Right. You know? It was, it was, it was meant. It was just like, you know, maybe in a year or two, you might be just watching us on a documentary one day. You'd be like, oh shit. I interviewed them. And that's, trust me, I will not take that for granted. And I hope that this is one of many collaborations as well. Any way for me to help you, any way you to help me, I would love that. And we return the favor, you know, and that's, that's how you spread the love and that's how you spread the opportunity in our region as well. I love it, man. I love it. Why don't we hit on that really quick about returning favors and passing it on beyond whether it's in music or obviously in life and helping people out. Um, When it comes to you guys, what do you think is important for you to earn that type of respect that you can help each other out? What is it? uh, What is it um, in your mind you have to a person has to do to prove that they're worthy for that? Um, I mean, something that immediately comes to mind for me, and it's a it's a quote I think about a lot. And uh, it's basically uh, your your character is it comes down to how you treat those who can do nothing for you. So uh, it, it, it is as far as as is doing something and expecting something in return like that that it sounds like business like and, and even in friendship like you know you, you you there is still that like uh, like I can give more to a friend than I get and sometimes that may happen but there's still a reciprocity but really character comes down to how you treat a person or a situation when you you fully expect to get nothing in return 
And that's kind of uh, how you really need to approach things. Or I, I, I like to approach things. And I, I also, I don't like setting expectations anymore, actually. I, I prefer to, to expect nothing and be surprised rather than set a high expectation and be disappointed. And that, that's different than, like, than working hard to get, make something well or, or hit a good goal. It's, but it, 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 to me, like, I don't want to expect the best and then, and then set myself up for disappointment. It makes a lot of sense. I just, sometimes I just know it's just a knack, you know, it's just an energy. You can tell in 2.2 sometime on, you know, who I work with, how it's going to be deciphered out. It's, it's, it's not really uh, a calculus, you know, dilemma, which I have to solve. <laughs> you know, it's just, it is what it is. And I just know what I bring, I bring to the table, you know, because I, at the end of the day, like I worked hard. I put a lot of countless hours. I put that quote unquote 10,000 hours plus more into, you know, what I do because I love it. And at the time, you know, it, it brought me through a lot of situations where I was stressed out, where I felt like I couldn't go on, mm-hmm. where I wanted to throw all my music out the window. But it's just like, I just know that I was born to do this. And for the simple fact that growing up, I didn't want to do it. And how I fell into it was actually with a teacher one day in poetry class and she was just like her name was Donna Edwards and she was like Jamar I I wrote a I wrote a a poem for her and it was actually called the fuck you poem <laughs> crazy because it was no seriously it was so it was tell so me about honest. that it was so honest it, it was just like everything was either starting off or ending with fuck you and it was just everything like descriptly and rhymed in retrospect and she was just like I'm actually really impressed and I think you would be a great hip hop artist so that made me want to go home and start like kind of turning how I write you know with poems into you know like music and art and raps and you know, I, I, I kind of just fell in love with it. It was just kind of like a click. So it was just kind of like, you know what? I know I was supposed to do this because until I was about 16, 17 years old, I didn't want to do it. It wasn't on my mind. I wanted to do computer science or be a journalist. So, And it was really from that special teacher who yes. led you to once and for all, this is what I'm meant for. I'm pushing for this, no matter how long it takes, no matter what it takes, no matter how much I have to put into it, this is what I want to do. And how has that journey been as a whole for that since that special day? First thing first, absolutely, because she could have kicked me out of her fucking class. And she did. <laughs> you know, she 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 actually praised it. And the journey has been a beautiful journey for the simple fact that it's made me a better person. That it's made me more respectful person, how I present myself. And like Joe said, I don't I don't really expect shit from anyone. This is what I do, this is what I love, and I'm very passionate about it. It's either I'm gonna fuck with you, I'm not gonna fuck with you, excuse my language, but not excuse my language language but it's just like i just know that i just love to do music so if you love to do music just as much as me then we're probably gonna we're probably gonna bond out on something because this is this is my art my passion this is what i sit down and when everybody was partying and shit don't get me wrong i went to the club too but yeah i sat and i wrote i wrote i got better you know it was just like you know how like kobe wanted to get better Yeah, everything he did. And it's having that chip on your shoulder too, like and doing that with not not holding a grudge because grudges can motivate us, but they can also put us into some pretty dark places. If we're destructive as well. 
yeah, if we let that negative emotion take us over, but it's just always proven that I have it. I have the talent to do that. And this, it is tough. It's not easy to get through to the industry, but truly if there is a will, there's a way, I mean, we can name, you know, I don't want to call them joke rappers like the Akashi six nines or the, hmm. you know, the, Little Dickies or Riff Raffs, but he, they have he, their special. Little Dickies actually okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some people might consider them a jokes, but their music's still important to them. That's their music. That's their brand. Absolutely. It's just more if you're going through like I name more. Well, those two like Riff Raff and Little Dicky are more comedic rappers, and Takashi Six Nine, you know, love him or hate him, and he still has his own brand that he still is defending and going for it. And Very even if you don't like the guy, you have to somewhat. Not someone you do have to admire what he's pushing through for that. And how would you explain like your brand, Autumn? How would you explain your brand in creating that while going through, you know, your journey to get to the top? I, I think my brand is being able to fall on your face in front of everybody yeah. and get back up and still be able to build and to be able to laugh, to be able to cry, to mm -hmm. be able to fumble, to be able to go through the ups and downs that people go through every day that they're afraid to show, you know, and that's my brand because people have seen me go through all these things and still be like, damn, he, he came back and he's, he's going harder. He's putting it together. He's not giving up. And, you know, I think that's the true essence of building a brand because people want to be attracted to realness. And at the end of the day, it, it's nothing more relevant than to be able to be personable at your most personable with the world and not yeah. afraid to show that, you know, you can fall and get back up. And so it's like a, it's a brand of authenticity, I would say. I, I really admire that Mars really. Appreciate and I, I know where you're coming from, especially like with this podcast I have done, you know, six months in and, I really wanted to prove that I'm not just another person getting a podcast. They have that stereotype. Everyone has a podcast. Like, no, yeah. I'm good at this. I Absolutely. can genuinely create connections with people. And most importantly, give something for the audience as an ultimate distraction, as an escape. It's something that they can learn. The productive conversations is an easy thing to brand, but I really take that to heart because I really believe as long as you're, even if you're talking about the craziest topics, that if you're at least genuine with someone and they're genuine back, that we there's something to get out for both me and the guest and the audience. And I'm sure that's what you have with your music. You genuinely have this passion to create stories, to create uh, uh, also distractions with your music, music, positive distractions. And, and it creates your brand to show who you are. I'm sure you can uh, add on to that. No, absolutely. It's, it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's no act behind it. It's, it's kind of like a tell it like it is. Yeah. And, you know, my brand and like my, my songs is kind of like I want to kind of tell you different different things about my life, the things that I see. Mm -hmm. like I have a song in particular where I wrote about how my mom, <coughs> she found out she was pregnant. She was about, I think, about four months pregnant with me. And she had the opportunity mm -hmm. to get an abortion. But instead of getting an abortion, she kept me. And she always tells me to this day that, you know, you were my my one of my most greatest gifts. And I'm glad that I didn't I didn't give up on you. And, you know, I, I put that into a song and it was cool to be able to, you know, perform that back to my mom. And it was also yeah. like a dedication, per se, you know, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of situations I've relatively put into my music because I think that's one of the best ways to, you know, make music. 
Well, and we're glad you're here joining us today for both me and the audience for that. Yes. The productive conversations. (laughs) Productive conversations. Yes. Say it loud and proud, Mars. Productive conversations. Ladies and gentlemen. I hope you know. We have Audemars here for the Productive Conversations podcast. Look at productive that. Look conversations. At, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Mars, one thing I want to talk about is the connection between poetry and your music, as you mentioned. Yes. As we see, your artistry began, um, has evolved out of poetry as well as, uh, I mean, and has that has created your music. Could you walk me through more of that? Can you talk to me about the aspects of poetry that helped you become a better rapper? Um, actually from poetry had me create my own bar structure because mm-hmm. you usually have the 16 bars they per se and they, they you can break it down into eighths fours um and, and twos but yeah. really i kind of threw all of that out the window and like how i wrote poetry it was kind of like two line two line three line one line or a five seven five like a haiku mm-hmm. syllables and just kind of building off of that so it kind of had me make make my own style and not really kind of settle for the simplistic you know 16 bar structure so i would have to say that was the biggest thing which poetry i kind of combined the poetry and the artistry together so mm-hmm. can you talk to me also about the storytelling aspect from your music? You mentioned some examples of what uh, of what you have created from uh, your past life to create your music. Can you also go with me a little more depth and how like when you're developing a song, is it story first? Is it the music first? Is it the lyrics first? Where do you go when it comes to your um, expression and creating your music in terms of storytelling themes first i will, I will mm-hmm. say out of all of them um okay i'll tell you this analogy the name of my first official album next year will be called the eyes of march and the reason eyes why march. it would and the reason why it's called the eyes of march is for the simple fact of the term backstabber 44 bc where julius caesar was assassinated mm-hmm. in the middle of rome by his right hand man brutus Marcus, Marcus Antonio Brute and Marcus Antonius Cassius, Cassius, excuse me. And that happens to be March 15th, 44 BC, which is my birthday. And as me experience, experiencing so much ups and downs and turmoils and find out who is who and find out, you know, people that you think that's your brothers and your sisters are the one for you, you know, do some real slimy shit. So that's kind of, you know, like like adding everything in the retrospect to make the eyes of March. So I would I would say that's probably one of my best examples to really describe that because it fits every emotion on what is Autumn Mars. And on top of that is my birthday. So you know it gives some history behind it. Yeah, that is I think more than a coincidence, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. See, that's a productive conversation. <laughs> Nothing but man. Yeah. Oh man, I am enjoying this already. Thank you for that. Oh, so, as we say, us. oh, so genuinely my my pleasure. So, we so thanks to poetry, figured out who you are. Yes. We have created the themes when it comes to storytelling. Now, can you talk to me about the production of your music itself, and how you and Joe come together to create? a song and how you create 
your album's coming up. Can you talk to me about the production aspect of your music? I would say I would call it the lightning bolt because when we're over here, he played about three beats for me within like seven minutes. The energy was already there and I was kind of ready all over it. And it's, it was the production is kind of like he's telling me his idea on where he wants to go. So off his idea, I'm going to take his idea, implement it to what I'm trying to do. And we're going to meet at the median point. You know, mm-hmm. like he, 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 we, damn, I don't want to even talk about, I don't want to talk about a song that we're going <laughs> to, that we're going to shoot out, you know, being town, but, but it's, it's just, it's going to be a lot of cool, creative, like themes behind it, like things to make you laugh, things to make you think, you know, and turn them into visuals that, that you can be able to watch and create little mini movies off of them. So. You know, like our our production is relatively easy because it creates from that easy production, it creates more and and more ideas. So it's the wizard. It's it's interesting, too, because there's there's different um, approaches to production, too, because as as far as, you know, it's always gone with me. I've never really I've I've never I've never had anybody produce any instrumentals for me i've never had anybody you know as far as my my production style i was always you know writing recording producing editing everything so with with him it's a with with him it's a a theme but with me it's it's a theme as well but it's a sound because there would be times where i would be like oh i think i should like like some of the better stuff comes from randomly just having a feeling that i should go sit down in the studio and 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 try to um like compose a beat rather than like like blocking off in the in the schedule like tomorrow at 5 p.m i'm going into the studio for two hours i remember there being times where like i would walk in and it would be daylight and i would look outside and then the sun had set and and now i have i have i have a a fully formed instrumental that has you know five seven parts all from scratch and that's a that's an interesting part of production too because um, yeah. a lot of times I have songs that literally were just like sounds that built themselves and then you have the and then and then an entire you don't even have an idea for what what it would be about but it builds off of that other times you can have you can have lyrics already written and then a sound comes from that you don't even know what the the song would sound like yet so so production is a very interesting animal because it can you can get there so many different ways and 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 for example like one that he showed me um i didn't even realize until he sent me it that part of it the the part he picked out sounded like another instrumental that was already out there and i'm like oh my god like i didn't even hear it and even from there i had to like speed it up a little bit and i'm like uh, and that's that's the wild thing it was like bringing Mm -hmm. somebody else in on production it, it it gives you it 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 lets you hear beneath what you're capable of. Yeah, that's a very, it seems like it's really cool. And it seems to also have a lot of patience with that. And my other question, adding on to that, I'd like to ask you with all those different layers and all that work going in on the days, for whatever reason, some challenges are brought up or things don't work. How do you guys work through that in such a, important process though smooth and fun it still is a lot of work when you have those challenges for whatever those challenges are whether it's technical or 
something doesn't seem right. How do you guys work together to overcome that? I would say we just we keep on working. We're used to the bumps and bruises. And that's just like the trial and error of things. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it, it doesn't supposed to slow you down. Plus, like we both love it. So we're always going to figure out a way around it. Well, what's also interesting, too, is is sometimes what's what it's almost as important what you leave out as what you put in. Yeah, because some things can get overproduced. That, yeah, they, they can get overproduced. They can get muddled. And 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 and, and like 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 I was saying, like like exactly like it's 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 the things that are left out that can make something uh it, it, it like with art with physical art it's sometimes it's the negative space where the art is taking place it's the timing as well yeah oh yes and they always push it through it because you know there's something beautiful and magical out there that you just need the right person to hear and it also just creates opportunities and when do you two feel the you're most comfortable when a song is done? When you're finally done going through the trials and errors, you finally have a finished project, uh, a finished product. When do you know that a song is done and ready to go out to the masses? Um, it's interesting because you really you just you only know when you know it's it's only done when mm-hmm. it's done and it's it's not the same it's it's literally different for every song and and you you yeah. could probably attest to that working with with multiple producers working alone Absolutely. it like it, it's it's not like it's it's not like well once you check box one two and three and then and then once you do that every time it's it's you have a finished product it's really it's really like you you will just it will be played like a lot of times too it it has to go get mixed it has to go get mastered but like as far as when when the 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 song is 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 done and ready it's just like oh there it is you got that feeling it's just you know you know yeah it's a certain feeling it's like if you want to go try like a hamburger that you like from somewhere <laughs> like Jake's way back. And, you know, you'd be like, oh, wow, this fucking burger is great. It's like, well, you know, you know, you know, and it's just it's that certain feeling, that certain feeling of comfortability. And you just like bobbing your head, you're listening to the finished product. And you're like, you know what? This can go. So it's Look at that. simple as that. Simple All as right. That. All right. So my last question regarding the production of work that you guys put in how much does your environment affect or influence the way you produce your music the way you write your music the way you pull through so you guys are from the hartford area correct yes Mm -hmm. how does the hartford area make um influence your guys for music Hmm. what would you say for I mean, having been involved in a lot of different aspects of the hip hop industry over the years, especially with my other buddy Terrace, who's doing the uh, Trinity Hip Hop Festival this weekend. Unfortunately, uh-huh. by the time this this podcast goes out, it will have already passed. But um, you can still go. Uh, you, you can still find that up online. Just just Google Trinity Hip Hop Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's funny because Hartford is very. Um, underrated and underrecognized for hip hop, especially having a lot of people who um, have gotten their starts here in one way or another, or came through here or from here. Um, I don't know if it's true or not, but I've heard that basically 937, when when uh, T Pain was first starting out, 937 Hartford was one of the first stations that was like was like, oh yeah, we'll play your stuff, like and and it's it's Absolutely. things like that. But I think a lot of people can get their start here, but some of them don't really want to represent Connecticut and Hartford afterwards. Yeah. 
And that can be frustrating. That's just my personal experience. But I feel like, especially hip hop in Hartford, we're right in between Boston and New York. And it just seems like that sucks everything in the in the polar opposites and kind of leaves like a but it's it's good because it's it also leaves a vacuum for real uh for for real opportunity in the area as well yeah i feel as an artist um hartford growing up has made me a different animal um to experience mm-hmm. a little bit of everything where i could be in the grimiest of streets or i could be in the chillest of suburbs mm-hmm. and to be able to cool out with everybody and find out and find out that everybody in the same demographic has the same liking and it doesn't matter and it may be well rounded and you know i i would say this i Three years ago, I performed in New York. Um, it was for the Masters of Machines competition. Mm-hmm. And it's a rapper named Nas, who's, you know, a legend in the game. The Nas. The Nas. Nasir Smith. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And and the thing is, his his the person who discovered him was named The Large Professor, and he's a world-renowned producer. Mm-hmm. And I got to perform for him. All and, right. Like, it was crazy because I opened up. I got moved from third to first. I opened up. I didn't get shown no love. Nobody clapped for me. Um, it was at the Mockingbird West Village. Shout out to Mockingbird as well. Um, what I did was took that and I gave them actually 12 minutes of a fucking nightmare on the stage. And I totally annihilated the stage. And even the fact that my chord came out and the chord came out after one of the hosts needed the mic to tell people to stop smoking in the venue. <laughs> Stepped on my chord. I kept rapping. Put my court back in. Good. On point with the DJ and the fucking crowd went crazy. And the first thing that the large professor asked me was, you know what? Where are you from? I said, I'm from Connecticut. He said, you're from Connecticut? I said, yeah, what the fuck? I'm from Connecticut, dude. You know, and he was like, yo, you're fucking amazing. And it doesn't matter where you're from. You're going to put in that work. You're going to put in that work. That's why I wear everything that has something to do with Hartford when I get a chance to. You know, I wear a lot of Hartford Wellness Ensemble because I grew up on that. And when I go, when I'm in a different place, I represent Hartford no matter what. So I feel like I love what I love what the city made me. I love what the area made me. So I'm always going to represent it. R.I.P. Wellers. Yes, absolutely. I am the Weller King. I am absolutely the Weller King. I have more Wellers Ensemble than damn near everybody out here. Yeah, the first time I saw you, Joe shed, Joe sent me a video of you rocking a uh, Whalers jersey at the uh, graffitied park by the by the yep, baseball I, I field. Haven't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I haven't. Awesome. Yeah, first yeah. of all, that's really great. That's you're you're really a talented person, Mars. No, thank I'm you. I'm so excited you. to see where you're going, and thank that you. you're not afraid to perform in front of these big acts to show that. You have potential, man. You have my support, and we're be, we're gonna be following you. No, and absolutely. I really Likewise. also. Oh, that really means a lot to me too. Thank yeah. you, thank you. And yeah. speaking of, you know who started? Well, technically, his first, it was the gig before New York City was uh, man. What easy if I show this way with the Howard Stern. The biggest influences I keep around, as you see, I just keep everything that that inspires me around me in the studio Absolutely. space. Definitely but, grew up on Howard Stern. Oh yes, man, we can do that. Eleven o'clock on E. <laughs> <laughs> before everything else, before Jackass, before the Eric Andre show, before it was 
Howard Z show was intense. Like it was fucking intense. around with like Elliot Gould and you yeah, know bringing the wet pack, yeah, whack packers, yeah, Jenna Jameson. Beetle, yep, Beetlejuice. <laughs> Beetlejuice. Yeah, that's like one, that's two plus so... two, eleven. <laughs> but yeah, Howard Stern is the very first person I heard doing this. And when I heard, it, I was like, man, I could do that too. It took eleven years in between first time being a Howard fan till now. And that's why I keep him around on all the sides of my wall. But he started in Hartford. I believe actually he went from Detroit to DC, then Hartford and then New York when he finally went uh, syndicated mainstream. But it shows that Hartford is a place that had, you know, I take away slogan. Hartford has it, but I also think it's important that we need to show that more like uh, it's, it's weird being from Connecticut too. I'm down in Fairfield County. Cool. And then you say, yeah, out in Norwalk County. Yeah, Norwalk, Connecticut, 203, baby. Okay, the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> yes, man. Yeah, I see you. Wanna... You, you, know I, you know I mess with you. You're rocking the Bad News Bears jersey. I think that is it. Is yes, it? Yes, that is absolutely the Bad News Bears jersey. Chico Bells Bonds, you know? <laughs> Definitely gotta keep it classic, man. God. Eco Bells Bonds. Yeah. Oh man. The greatest fake strip club movie yeah. history. Well, next to Bada Bing <laughs> is a, a, next to Bada Bing Players is, Club. <laughs> yeah, Players Club 2, Rover Power, and then uh uh Bada Bing from Sopranos. Next to that. So it's obviously a, a big company. But tying all this into that, I do think it's important to now show off that Hartford has these in the Hartford area still has as much talented as the people but from Con- New York and but Boston. Connecticut, but Connecticut as a whole. Yeah. Know, Connecticut as a whole. I, I feel that a lot of people try to go to different metropolis areas and try to, you know, fit in with all the oversaturated people where there's enough social media, it's enough, you know, couture brand to really make your own wave out here. I mean, yeah, I, find a, I love Connecticut. I really do have a lot of pride for this state. Absolutely. And, you know, when I mentioned it, I hate when certain people, you know, roll their eyes and and stuff like that. Like, no, we're, we're just, you know, we're the Constitution state number three. We have a place and people underestimate us as Connecticut people. And it's time to show that we are from a great place when, and there's more talented people you need to showcase. And that's where this show is, is born in the Productive Conversations podcast. And we're still talking with people from all over. And we really need, as you said, Mars, we really need to emphasize that they're talented people here. I've talked to stand-up comedians from here, obviously musicians as yourself. Thank you. It and actors as well. Podcasters, productive conversations as yourself. You know it. You got a great classic, you know, producer here. Like I, I think I think Joe's a genius, you know, and like yeah. it, he makes me fucking laugh all the time. Like, dude, yeah, you're like fucking Aerosmith all wrapped into one. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, but you're absolutely right, man. And it's time to show that pride and we can help start that movement. I genuinely believe that. Absolutely. We are part of it. We're starting it already. Mm-hmm. You know it, man. Uh, I love the ride. The only other person who really represents Connecticut for Connecticut is my man, Chris Russo, Mad Dog. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's from New Canaan. He talks about it all the time in his show. The Rams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, Mad Dog. Yeah, you see? I, I love every aspect of CT, man, from... The Berkshires down to the shoreline, mm-hmm. down to the grimy parts, just everything for what it represents, man. <laughs> Let's yeah. represent it, man. Yeah, yeah. really. I love no. it. <laughs> I love it. So we talk about your origins. We talk about your craft. Can we also talk about you hit on it a little bit before, 
just before, but the actual performing. Tell me, talk, walk to me through about the opportunities you guys have had performing for audiences and tell me that feeling and what it's like to get on stage and perform as you start, as you keep rising up the ranks. Talk to me about your performing style. Are you like a Freddie Mercury just captivates a crowd? Are you more of a um, Travis Scott and you wall out on stage? Or are you more of a like a calm composing rapper? Like, I don't know off the top of my head, like um, Jay-Z. 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 Jay-Z's yeah. really calm, really, really, really calm walking around the stage. Where do you, but most importantly, what is Audemars Joe Yankis's performing style? You want to answer that first, Yankis? Oh, man. I mean, uh, it literally it, it's because with with my style, I like I, I'm because you were talking about like this, the, the, the rappers that like fuck around and mm-hmm. I am. My I love punchline rap, like like, and there are rappers like Kendrick from, Lamar and J well, Cole well, type. Well, but more like uh, Twenty One, like Twenty One Savage, okay. like yeah. like, or or even Eminem does it. Um, Logic does it. Does it. Um, but does but it. definitely definitely the guys like uh, like um, what's it called? Um, Riff Raff Riff Raff is just he's a whole nother. Like it's really built different. He's a whole nother basket, but more like a basket case. <laughs> but um, but who was it? Little Dicky. Like say, like same thing. But it, I, like I enjoy. Like I literally like I want to to listen to rap. That I'm like I'm like laughing as I'm I'm listening to it. Not because it's bad or I'm laughing at it, but because they're basically telling jokes over and over. <laughs> um, I love that. Um, cause like, like, like what the, the one that made me burst out laughing was 21 savages. He was like, body slam a bitch like Randy. <laughs> and, and because <laughs> Ra- Randy Savage, 21 Savage yeah. punchline yeah. body slam a bitch like Randy. And it's just like, I laughed. I literally heard it in the car and laughed. But and like, that's like, so I want to, and like, even when I freestyle, like I, I I want to like be dropping punch like I I just like I there is like I do I can write serious stuff and I I do like there there is you know time for meaning and soul but like with me I just like I want I like want it to be like half stand up comedy half mm. hip hop R and B that was a good Twenty One Savage imitation as well man that kind of have to scratch <laughs> it up mm-hmm. um wow Audemars energy. 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 Uh, I have a lot of energy. If you used to probably see me perform, you'd probably be like, what is wrong with him? But I don't care because I love it. I love being in the moment. Um, I also, I'm also an indie film actor. I also do stage. So All right. Like the, yeah. So it's just something I relish off of. You know, I would say it's crazy that you said Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole because a lot of people be like, yo, you remind me of Kendrick Lamar. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, thanks, because it's a great, <laughs> it's, a, it's a great retrospect, you know, but yeah. it's just, I just like to be me. And I would say that's why I pick energy. I love to be energetic. I love to, you know, pronounce everything. I love to interact with the crowd. I'm going to be running all over the stage, using my hands, using my neck, using just kind of just like looking into your soul. Yes. And that's the most important, you know, anyone, it's always great to be compared to people you really look up to, but the most important 
thing at the end of the day is your own distinct brand. You want to become used to be compared to you and you want people to look up to you like that's your distinct brand. Am I right? Yes, yes, yes. Because it separates you from everybody else and it, it makes you more authentic. It makes you like, okay, he started something that everybody jumped on. Like now the new generation, they call it the Migos flow. But it's something that the Migos just started and people just like, wow, I want to rap four bars in a stanza. So it's just kind of like I just like to put like my all into what I'm giving you, because like especially if you're paying for it and even if you're not paying for it, like I, I, I want to be able to have performances that you're going to remember. Mm-hmm. Like, dang, he put on a, a fucking great performance. So. Well, speaking of performance, like I, I, I actually forgot I, I hopped on the mic at the performance that I uh, yeah. went out to in Hartford. <laughs> From your perspective, tell us about that. Yeah, exactly. You were, it was crazy because it was off the muscle. It was kind of like, boom, they'd be like, go. At the, at the starting line, and he just started flowing. He just started flowing. And I noticed that he commanded the crowd. And it was a harsh crowd. It was kind of thugged out crowd. So, <laughs> you know, with that, with that thugged out crowd, like, yo, Joe didn't give a fuck. And it's crazy because... That's what I like to hear. He had everybody drawn into him more and more and more, probably by, like, the six or seven bar. Like, everybody in the room was quiet for the simple fact that they was like, okay, you can fucking rap. And that's what I like. It was just off. I like wittiness. That's just when somebody put you to the ultimate test in front of everybody and he was not scared. And that's what really made me love him as an artist because he was easily putting shit together and rocking it. Making us proud, Joe. That's what we like to hear. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, isn't it truly the most? Even my wife, my wife who's here, like she's here with me tonight. Like she said the same thing. Like it was off the muscle. He was just fucking going. And I was just (laughs) like, whoa, this is some shit. Like like Joey Lawrence and Blossom be like, whoa. (laughs) So it was cool, man. Yes. Yes, yes. And I mean, that's that's what it stick makes you stick out. If you could captive any great talent can captivate any audience, no matter where the audience is from, no matter what their age is, their background, backgrounds. It's all about entertaining. And it's cool because at the end of that freestyle session, you know, I see him, you know, building with more people and and making contacts. And, you know, that's the key. I think that's the true key to life, you know, where everybody like universal, like you said, different backgrounds and everybody come for the same love. And that's the that's the biggest thing. You know, it creates great relationships in life. Absolutely. Always about entertaining, informing and inspiring your audience. And that's where that connection will forever instill us. See, and it makes a productive conversation, huh? Yes. Uh (laughs) Always speaking my language, Mars. There it is. I appreciate you a lot for that. No, thank you. And uh, last thing about the music before we switch to some other topics. Just talk to me about your future, guys, and what you can say. You mentioned that you are working on an album. If you feel comfortable to talk about the details or if you're still working on it, we would love to hear it. But tell me in general what you guys expect, especially as we're transitioning to a pandemic-free world. Now that more people are getting vaccinated and things are changing for the better, what do you what does that mean for you guys and your partnership in your music? 
I would say I want to, I kind of want to make history. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to make, you know, great memories and, and like since it's transitioning into more of a, um, a COVID free world, you know, per se slowly, but surely right. to, to make people keep people laughing, keep people smiling, like, you know, tell, tell more stories that's going to uplift and inspire and, you know, just kind of just really have fun and be creative with the times, you know, during it, like, you know, I just released a video. Um, I'm one half of a group as well called Automatics. Shout out to my man, Transmatics from Springfield, mm-hmm. Massachusetts. And we shot the video and we had COVID masks on, you know, to let you know, mm-hmm. like, you, you know, it's, it's, it's still out here. You yeah. know, we're, we're being kind of, you know, careful on what we're doing. We're trying to, you know, portray that message as well. So, you know, just little cre- creations to kind of go with the times. Yeah, that's uh, I definitely hear that. Though we're at the end, we're at that third base. It isn't over yet. We still have to continue to follow the rules and make sure no one gets sick. But we're really on track for something good and a good warm weather summer and spring. So let's keep doing our part and give more opportunities for my two guys right here to perform as well. So we can't mess that up as well. But um, do you have any? Work working on any tour dates of some sort? Do you have any performances? Uh, so that's that's actually a really rough thing right now. Like a, a, as you know, like um, uh, even even with my buddy who uh, is now he was with with Sony Orchard, now is with Sony mm-hmm. um, Sony Records proper. He was saying like like still there is like even with the most major of labels, there is there they like they're having trouble like even deciding if they do or don't want to book tours or or shows and stuff like that. And that that's because the 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 music industry is heavily centered around live performances and that still is a big issue so um but Mm -hmm. but what the main thing we're trying to do is is get studio time together and luckily i have i have um a nice little uh private studio here but um it essentially it's it's kind of going to be it's kind of like if i were going to give you a visual for 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 the sound of this uh what we're going to put together it's kind of like if you've ever seen gasoline in water on the side that kind of a rainbow it's one of those things where it's like it's it's wavy it's it's almost like a color you can't really um you can't really describe that that like it's it's a type of color you don't see very often but um it's it's different but it flows and that's the thing I, I I think both of our vision is to have this so that um, it it's, it, it's it's hip hop, it's rap and it's pop. And that's that's but it's it's it, it doesn't fo- it doesn't follow the normal rubric, the normal the normal cookie cutter mold of, of a typical album these days. So it really is going to be a distinct sound with Joe and Autumn Mars. That's what we're getting at here. It's nothing we have seen before or heard before. Probably, mm-hmm. probably not. I mean, Joe's writing his retrospect. It's gonna. And I'm gonna explain it on my side. It's gonna be some real amazing shit. Some <laughs> shit that's gonna give you a lot of fucking energy, and we're gonna bring it to the table, and we're gonna do it creatively. So while please be on the lookout for this great EP. And you know what? We're not announcing the name yet. We're keeping things under wraps. And we might call it Productive Conversations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, 
It'd be a bit awkward if that was the case, nah, but you could do productive I, rock. I, I, I think that'll be a dedication to you. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> shit, has to be like give you, productive give you conversation. Producer credit. Yeah, where did you get that? Like, where did you get the idea from? Uh, we were on Productive Conversations podcast. <laughs> I'll definitely, any tribute with that, I really appreciate. So <laughs> you definitely got my support with this. Please just promise me the day it drops, you let me know so we can promote it and get our listeners and viewers to it. So speaking, speaking of, of uh, we, we could, we could definitely drop that together, but, but you'd recently just dropped an album, right? Yes, I have. So, so I'm, I, I, I do want to give you an opportunity to, to plug that. Cause I know we're running low on time here. Yeah. He even has, he brought me a physical copy. I yes. love physical copies. Of the physical copies. This All is right. Um, I got to get you a copy too. I definitely can send you a copy. Please. I yes. would love it. I haven't had a yeah. physical copy since Jesus. That was the last <laughs> album in general I had. Ooh. And I would love to add that to the list. That's but yeah, talk to me about. Where can you find it? Um, yeah. Right right now, what we're doing is we're trying to make it available for personal copy until about towards the end of April. And we're going to have it on every social media outlet just for the simple fact that I want my locals and I want people to support us and, and inbox me at um, Jamar Audemars Smith on Facebook or Audemars or Automatics, A-U-D-A-M-A-T-I-X on all outlets if you want to be able to purchase a copy and, and we'll, we'll send you a copy for the simple fact that we want people to organically get more in tune before we release everything on social media and you know sometimes it fades in the wind so we kind of we kind of want to just have people gravitate it and, and appreciate it and I've been having people you know purchase copies and you know call me a request for copies to be ordered and you know send out so you know it's a it's a blessing it, it starts off slow but it eventually builds so oh, a nice crescendo yeah please let's set that up Absolutely. i will put it on the wall on this Absolutely. wall the studio for a special That's place it. for it but yeah, you got yes plenty of room <laughs> oh trust me there's a will there's a way we can move things but yeah um as you said, where we could get one more time, where can we get Automix? We could just reach out to you where one more time? A-U-D-A-M-A-T-I-X on all social media outlets from Facebook to IG to Snapchat to TikTok to Twitter, every little social media outlet. But really, the fastest way is to inbox on A-U-D-A-M-A-T-I-X or Jamar Audemars Smith on Facebook. And, you know, continue to support um, the name of the album is If He Dies, He Dies. His name after the synodum of the Rocky Four movie, which the fictional character Ivan Drago, the villain, mm -hmm. and is, is really explaining as when you have your back against the wall. Rocky had his back against the wall versus Drago. And it was kind of like, you know, Drago was like spin none. If he dies, he dies. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in that retrospect, it was just like Rocky was like, nah, there's no if he dies, he dies. You know, like where I'm not going to back down and Drago ended up, you know, if he dies, he dies. So that's kind of we're kind of like the Rocky in the industry, you know, facing the dragos of the world that's trying to, you know, shut shut the authentic music out. I love it. I love it. Again, reach out to my man on the Mars to get that again. Automatrix out now. And then once we hear about the big drop with Joe Yankis and on Mars, 
we are definitely going to promote that. So please let me know as soon as that happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. Productive conversations. Mm -hmm. Be ready just to let you guys know. And we'll most definitely keep you guys in tune as well. For sure, for sure. And by the way, Joe, I have an ample time for you guys, for sure. I just want to let you know that. So don't feel oh, yeah. we are rushed. Yes. And, you know, I pay Zoom a certain amount to get these things going. So I'm taking advantage of that. <laughs> I mean, 15 bucks a month to do unlimited Zooms. So, yes, <laughs> no rush you know, there. I actually didn't realize that it wasn't like Skype where the, they like they they throttle you. At first, I, 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 I didn't I didn't realize that there was a mm -hmm. there was a cutoff because I, I remember back in the day you had Skype. It was just like as long as you had Internet and a, and a computer, you could do whatever. But obviously they had to uh, capitalize on the situation. What can I say? If you want to you got to invest yourself, spend money to make money. I can't have yes, time. Sir. I can't have time limits on my podcast when I have multiple people. I can't have that time limit. So it's worth the investment. It's the wasted money on a mcdonald's meal or something that's how i get through it now there's anything wrong with mcdonald's but you know i can Shout use that Mickey money because yeah i am a big fan i hate when people talk shit about fast food places because you, you know deep down you, you all like it but <laughs> instead of just eating an extra meal that don't i don't need just use it. It for don't this. live on it exactly I, I, everything's I good in moderation. especially get it uh moderation. when you're just drunk at 1 a.m Oh yeah, like, like McDonald's like, is always there not, for you. Obviously, you're not driving through the drive-through. I hope you either have an Uber driver do it or a designated driver. But uh, I have been there when I'm like, "You are stopping at McDonald's, or I am not getting in the car." <laughs> <laughs> you, you're, you're, this is why you, you're you, Joe. So let's switch to some other things. Let's have some more fun with this. I have a general question for you two, and we'll see um, where that can lead us in our conversation but simply put what grinds your gears what frustrates you about this world right now whether it's uh you know people in general whether it's a certain business whether it's a show whether it's something on their internet we'll start with joe in this one then we'll switch to mars what grinds your gears in this world right now i i, I love that uh, it's it this is the uh the bit from uh Family guy. Family guy. Mm -hmm. really trademarks, we can use that. You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Joe, what frustrates you in this world? Cherries, cherries with pits in them. <laughs> Why? Nah. Get it out. Why can't I have a regular cherry that's not a maraschino cherry that doesn't have a pit? That's really good, why does, actually. Why does a candy cherry <laughs> have to be the only one with no pit in it? Give me a cherry that's a regular cherry without a pit. Sorry, that was my absolutely horrible. Shout out to Gladys Knight in the pits. Um, impression of Peter from Family yes. Guy. I've <laughs> That's actually, a really good one, though. I've, yeah. I've actually, to, to quick derailment here, when I went to Berkeley, um, voices changed a little bit since then, but people would, there were multiple times where around the corner, people were like, wait, is Seth MacFarlane here? <laughs> so if you think about Brian, the character Brian on the show, that's essentially very close to Seth MacFarlane's just regular speaking voice. Exactly. And, and I, hey, Stewie, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm writing my book here. Like I, I don't, I don't know what I don't know what you're going to do. So, so if you listen, if you listen to if you listen to Seth MacFarlane and then listen to Brian, and I'm like, literally, people would mistake me for him just hearing the voice, and I'm like, oh, okay, 
I'll take it. He's a far, he's from Connecticut, by and the he's, way. He's from he's, mid central yeah, Connecticut. Yeah. And he's a good singer too. He like has a yeah. whole album of like, of like crooner Sinatra style music. Yeah. I saw like, a nominee for a Grammy for that. That's how, that's how yeah. nice he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what grinds your gears? Uh, um, Satan shoes. That's what grinds my gears. <laughs> Satan shoes, the little Nas X that line. Yeah, that's what grinds my gears. So tell me what what about this fad that we we're talking about? The little Nas X, the famous video. Apparently, there's blood on the shoes. Tell me that's- why that upsets you. Because I'm like, it's more fucking serious things that's going on, but they steadily like keep this atrocity and mm-hmm. fucking news because like they try to make it like dissect into 10,000 things. And I'm like, we're not going to talk about some real shit. So it's just like you're selling Satan shoes for like a thousand dollars, no, eighteen hundred dollars. You know what the fuck I can do with eighteen hundred dollars? Yeah, I mean that's just that's a solid yeah. a week, a solid month apartment you could get yeah, there. You just, can just, imagine, you, car imagine you having a child and you'd be like, Hey yeah. dad, hey dad, you know what? Let's have a productive conversation. Dad, I want the Satan shoes. <laughs> like what that's the what's fuck crazy. Is- there are kids in this world who are gonna get that no for eighteen hundred dollars? Well, and, and and they sold out in five minutes. And and the, what what I found out too is I don't who think that the they were I don't they? think they got a they were they, so they have the Nike swoosh on them, but they weren't approved by by Nike. So I also heard that like Nike was like, uh, yeah, we didn't sign off on this. Yeah, so yeah. all that money goes directly to us. Yes. And it's just like, wow, great job. Yep, it, it was, <laughs> it was it unbelievable. Was, it was. So that, that, that grinds my gears. Bullshit out here. You got to give Lil Nas X credit though. He knows how to play the internet. Yeah, I he really mean, knows how to get the, the market the, the himself. Fit, like, like no, no. At least get people no, talking. All publicity is good publicity or whatever. But yeah, I mean, like, but it, it's a. I, I'm not going to compare them artistically, but it's it's <laughs> Kanye shit. It, it's yeah. but he's not Rick James. Make, make man. controversy. There was only one Rick James. You know, <laughs> like what the fuck, Rick James? Rick James, Little Nas X. That was a whole different fucking animal. Rick yeah. James had his fucking shoes on the couch. Little Nas X, you haven't put in any work yet. I respect what you're trying to do and whatever that you choose, that's cool, but you still haven't put any work yet, you know? And that's, that's another thing that grinds my gears. People always want to consider themselves the GOAT early. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, that's a yeah. classic album. How the fuck is that a classic album? How is that a classic movie? Thing. Here's another thing. Uh, you, don't, you don't determine if you're the GOAT. People, people yeah. determine yes. if you're a great. Yes. You don't tell people you're the great. Yes. People tell you you're the great. Yes. And you and notice like, like, that most of the people who do that really do phase out. Yeah, yeah. And, and see, you just said it because, like, you're going to be watching something, like, 20 years later. They're going to be like, remember Little Nas X? <laughs> <laughs> they're be like, oh, okay. You know, it's just, I don't know. We, we... <sighs> That's why I loved, you know, music and movies growing up, especially like the 80s and the 90s was like the golden Mm -hmm. years because Mm -hmm. it's just they put a lot of passion in their art and everybody was different. It was like, yeah, it was the same, but it was different. And there wasn't like jumping through hoops either. It was like it was like people just got to make what they wanted to make, release it and not worry about who was going to put them on the rails for what after it went out. If, If they didn't like if you didn't like it, you didn't like it. And there was an immediate, a, a bunch of immediate social media platforms where everyone could dissect something mm-hmm. literally one yeah. hour and a half after it comes. Because, yeah, basically, after something comes out, you basically. 
basically get the amount of time it takes to play the album or watch the movie before everyone is 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 like surgically ripping it apart right. online. And it's like it's like it's like uh, at the same time with the Lil Nas X thing, like it's like everyone, it, a lot of people are offended and rightly so. But it's just like we've already, I think we've swung to a place where where everyone's too offended at everything, and it's like it's like now yeah. it blurs the lines for 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 what it like what is and isn't right to actually get upset about. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem. When everyone's getting upset about everything, it takes it takes it takes the the meat off of the bones of the things that you really should be worried about, things that are real issues. And and that's why I think like 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 we have to get to a place where it's like especially with with art, music, I, I just, cinema, where I just art felt is art. Yeah, sure. I just felt him and his team made a dumbass art decision. Yeah, <laughs> right. Just, that was just a dumbass decision. Yep. It was just like, like art wise, it's 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 just for the simple fact that. Do you hear anybody really talking about how great the song is? No, I want to tell you that I couldn't tell you like the main mess. I mean, I, you can obviously with the message behind this stuff. It is more just you're just bashing no. the opportunity these guys have. Yeah, just just for the simple fact that he made one of the biggest songs in the past 20 years with Old Town Road. Mm -hmm. After, you know, you make a couple singles, that's what you're supposed to do. But like this is like your Old Town Road part two. Like, I just feel like if you're trying to be successful still in the Old Town Road retrospect, this is the last fucking thing you should be putting together. That that should be telling me. That just tells me. It's almost like telling me, like, you don't really have nothing left in the tank. And you know, do you feel like almost like a tr oh, I'm sorry, you were saying, Joe? Well, I was going to say, too, because I, I watched the video. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I get exactly what's going on here. This is this is shock value. I, 100% yeah, like yeah. something I might do. It, it, but <laughs> I then went and looked at the lyrics. And even for what the song is supposed to be about, it's like it's like a, a coming out. It's like a love story. The lyrics are fucking trash. I'm sorry. It's not well written. Mm -hmm. It's 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 like and some of it doesn't rhyme well it's like it's like the the chorus there's one line in the chorus and i i've heard it a couple times but it's just like that's oh it hurts and it's just like like if you're gonna do that have some substance somewhere and like the, the problem is it sounds it the, the beat's good it's well produced it sounds catchy but there's no meat on the bone and then all it is is a giant flash in the pan is what it is that's it and also just a fad to take advantage people get more money one way or the other to do what they have to and yeah people are just doing what they can to even at the end of the day people are just doing what they can to eat <laughs> yeah and, and i'm just and it takes and it takes the greatness out of shit it's like it's like a 12th place trophy yeah yeah it's like come on man like, <laughs> what are you really rewarding artists who are putting trying to put genuine messages out there and stuff when you have you know you have tiktokers getting millions of dollars just doing little dances and i guess you know respect the I mean, and I respect the grind. You're probably yeah. catch me doing the TikTok too. You know? <laughs> it's, it's just sometimes the art of it is just okay. Like, like you get this opportunity to showcase yourself to the world, tell your story. It is, it's like, yeah, tell your story, but it's just make sure you tell your story right. Like, yeah, you know, add some fucking creativity to this shit. Like, who the fuck 
wants to see a fucking stage in Mortal Kombat, it looks like. You got fucking Mataro fucking running around like Mataro wins fucking love story. Like, come on, man. But, like, at the same time, I get it. There's always like 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 30 years ago it was Madonna that was that was pissing everybody but off. But Madonna then, then was you, creative as shit. Then, yeah, she has some power. But I'm talking I'm talking about like with the with the outrage against this. And 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 like you, you're always gonna have like this 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 person that's pushing it but i will agree that that with every like generation musically there's been less there's there's been the same sort of like like outrage porn that that these these artists will will make but the substance it it gets like it, it it's like a cup and then you have like a full cup then a half cup now there's just a little bit at the bottom now it's like starting to evaporate like there's it there's is. like a drop it's of water it's at the like bottom. a cheap ass cup yeah it's like a cheap ass <laughs> cup when liquid falls through and you're like oh shit how did the fuck the liquid cup just just it, it just crawled through and just but, but yeah, eventually eventually you're gonna get like That's like you're gonna get something shit. like this with a TikTok star who's never who's like lip synced gotten famous from lip sync songs they like they have they they have them ghost produce something and have somebody else it's not even their voice and then like like you literally you get to a point where what you're watching the art it, it's it's who you're seeing and what it what you're seeing nobody like that person you're not seeing anybody involved who, who's really involved in it and that that's that's a crazy thing too like with ghost producers ghost writers uh like 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 what was it millie vanilli or salt like like you yeah had millie the, vanilli, the, the, that was an old controversy vanilli. but you still have many many artists where they oh, yeah, are absolutely. not performing live yeah and, with yeah for those who don't know millie vanilli got one artist for brand new for it was I believe in the early 90s uh or late 80s early 90s around early that 90, 92 yeah okay Early '90s, won the Grammy for Best New Artist. Yep, and you know, the music was. And they crazy. were straight up caught lip syncing, and it wasn't them at all. And they returned their Grammys. And yeah, we've seen people for whatever you know the various reasons they need, whether it's legal or logistics for performing, where they don't perform live, and even some of the greats you could. Uh, see situations like that but yeah. I think it shows more of an appreciation for the artist who actually does go out performs live whether they do an instrument whether they are on stage performing we have to give more of those opportunities for artists and show that it is worth it and you know give life to well, their artistry can you agree on the other hand there is a difference between a studio band a studio artist and someone who just is 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 like like a a shell of an artist because like mm-hmm. you have a you have a band I'm not sure if you're familiar either of you are familiar with Steely Dan yeah. like yeah. they they are like they're and the thing was everybody knows this everybody says this they were really a studio band they couldn't they they're they're live perform like like they're live it didn't measure up but they, but they they've they've made some of the best most and and I actually shout out Berkeley College of Music because um I think uh. I'm not sure which member it was Donald Fagan, I believe mm-hmm. went to Berkeley. Um, but mm-hmm. like they, they combined a whole bunch of music, but, but at the same time they mm-hmm. killed it in the studio and live, they couldn't really do it, but that's, that was their Avenue. And and I was talking to somebody like, like they would go through, you would have, uh, you'd have three saxophonists come in, you would get paid for your session. And they're, they're like, I, I was, I was saying like, we, like, I'd love to get to these archives because there are saxophone players, amazing players who came in, who would record an entire part for one of their songs. They picked a different one from a different artist. They still got paid. They still, they mm-hmm. still got 
legally everything, but like that's how they would do it. They literally would would curate the best sounds, and 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 because of that, it's hard to replicate that live because you're you're literally like there. There's that's some of the first like layering production type yeah. things where like you have you basically have a band you can't recreate in real life. I I appreciate mm-hmm. that because that's real artistry in the studio and not being able to perform that live it's because of the artistry that goes into that. Now you, it becomes completely different when it's just an unsubstantive, uh, empty sort of a, a, a attempt at performance art, which is where I, I think, it. what I think you're kind of talking about with, yeah. uh, with this stuff today. Yeah. You have anything else to add on to that? Um, Mars. Um, I wouldn't say that's, that's really tough. I, I, I would say, I don't know. I, I like to substantiate things like a little, little different. I kind of, kind of like a wild card to it. I would, I would mm-hmm. say about everything and like how I like approach like the production and the music. I don't know. Like I, I probably have like twenty different styles that I would like to create and like bring to life. And I feel that it's easier for me to adapt to different traits of type of music, you know, as well. You know, like, like. Which is give me give me give me a good example of remember that night when you threw on I think it was the beat with what I told you it kind of sound like Drake's yeah and I told you to turn up the BPMs and then we went to the different smooth beat and then we went to the beat that's you're awesome and what was that Cantonese oh yeah yeah uh, Taihaula yeah ta- yeah so you know like. I, that's 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 kind of like three different ways to describe like three different styles to adapt to to you know uh, to make the music yeah like kick well but because that's that's another thing too like uh it, it's funny because there's um and I'm blanking on the name of this YouTuber, but there's a YouTuber uh, before COVID. There was he 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 was uh, an American white American guy, but he I think was living in, in Hong Kong or somewhere in China and would go all over Asia and uh, but would have spoke Mandarin and would eat. It was like it was like he would, yeah. he would it was a, a food tourism and which would, would get mm-hmm. all the street food, all this stuff. But when he was in, especially in places in China where they spoke Mandarin, one of the things he would say all the time was Daihaura which yeah. means awesome in 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 mandarin <laughs> so and me and my buddy we we actually have great uh, authentic szechuan chinese food um in yeah. this area in connecticut there's actually one down Dumbish. near your yeah. area too um in in the new haven the new haven area oh what's it called um, I'm I'm not sure, but the, the, if you you Google Shu Han and Song, those are the three restaurants up here. The same restaurant group I think has one in the New Haven area too. But like this is where what I'm talking about about like this this sort of just out of nowhere. I had an instrumental, and uh, like me, me and my buddy were always laughing about like how this guy is always like anytime he he gets like really good food. Oh, die howda, die howda. So I literally wrote, and this was right before the pandemic even started too, because we we all know the controversy over you know it coming from China, yeah. this and that, you know. The, it, it, but but at the same time, like I I love 
and it was talking about it was it was called Daihaula, and it's talking about how awesome the Chinese like the, when the Chinese food is too fucking good. There's one thing there's one thing you got to say, and that's Daihaula. So um, and that's like the whole premise of the song, like like talking about how good the fucking Chinese food is. See, See? and 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 like that's that's one of those things where where yeah. it's just like out of nowhere. Now you have a now you have and a it's song. authentic, and like what we try to do is not only create you know, like different layers and different, like, like I want to say perfections because nothing's not really perfect unless you really want to make it your perfect, but to, to really create just as great in the studio and to be able to translate that into life, into performance. And I feel that's what makes the great performers in the game. You know, that, that really, I, I would say one that was the best at doing that and it's crazy out of the blue would be Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like what she created in the studio. She can go out and translate that and kill a stage, you know? So, you know, that's, that's, that's what the true essence of, of music is. Some, some is microwave pop. Some is manufactured together real fast. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's I just, will say some just put the heart and soul um, into it. Just as there's, there's really delicious microwave popcorn, there's really <laughs> delicious microwave pop. I'm not going to knock that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, no, definitely not. Definitely not. That's why music is our ultimate form of expression because it's universal. Everyone can create music and we have to just embrace the artistry more than ever now because of the various opportunities people can make music, but we just love it for what it is. Something to just put us in a special mood. Yeah, I do. I, I you. And it starts productive conversations. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but. So, because the final things we have to do, we've been at it for over an hour and a half. So that's how you know. So, I end the con the productive converse. Every episode ends with a questionnaire. For the first, for people who are on the first time, they do the Proust questionnaire. That's what you're gonna do out of Mars. And then Joe. You do a second type of questionnaire. Yeah, so, I know the answer. I, you know, I've already seen the test. So <laughs> exactly. Same one twice. <laughs> so we'll start with Mars for the first questionnaire. It's the Proust questionnaire, which is 10 short but deep questions to help us end our first interaction together and just to show one more time how awesome of a person you are. Well, so, thank you. Audemars, Audemars, are you ready to do yep. the Proust questionnaire? I know that kind of sucked, but I was trying to do it. I was trying to do the drum roll. Hey, the energy's yeah, there, gotta, most importantly. We got to get you a soundboard is what we got to do, Matt. You got you to get a soundboard on this. Oh, I do have. Yes, I am. I have a mixer right here that I still need to um, hook up and work together. But I use that, that was, for specific. By the way, we just got a sneak peek inside that studio. I don't know if anyone's ever seen that side of the room before. Very rarely. Very rarely. <laughs> this time. We did when the show first started, we did have some in-studio guests. But then that's when the COVID spikes happened and we had to be precautionous. But, you know, mm-hmm. now things again turning around. Hope to have more people on the other side and show off the studio some more. Yes. But yeah. anyways, Proust questionnaire out of Mars. Ready to do this? Yes, sir. Let's do it. So my first question for you is, what is your favorite word? What is my favorite word? That's right. Um, wow. I would say... <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, like, like... Hey, that's I, all right. 
Oh, Whatever execute. your favorite word is. Execute. execute. All right. First time I've heard that one. That is a great first yeah. favorite word. All right. Number two is what's your least favorite word? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you know, tell you the truth, um, det- detriment. Detriment. Yeah, because I know it comes behind that word. You know, it's usually not positivity. Absolutely for that one. I agree wholeheartedly. So the third question, and as I say this to everyone, this is not necessarily a sexual question, though some people have said sex to answer it. And again, they do them we respect still. And even if we laugh. Hold on. They were here. Hold on. Oh, whoa. (laughs) We're good. We're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we lost you for a second. You're back. All right. We're back better than ever. But third question again, not necessarily a sexual question, but if that's your answer, totally fine. Uh, but what turns you on in this world? More of a life fulfillment one for the few people who have said sex. That's great. But with this more of, you know, what, what fulfills you in life? What turns you on? What brings you your most zen and joy? Truth. That's a great one. That's a truth. great answer. All right. Truth. The, tr- the truth shall set you free. And it's also what turns out of Mars on in this world. Absolutely. So having said that, what turns you off in this world? Um, ooh, it's actually two. It's actually two. Mm-hmm. Being, Tell being, me about mu- it. Be, being musty is one, because especially if you're grown, like mm-hmm. if you're musty, like there's no reason why if you're grown and being musty in the same retrospect, I understand like sometimes we'll work hard, have a hard day. It's like, yo, just instantly go take a shower. You know, like it's, <laughs> yeah, it's your nothing. body tends feels 10 times better when you have that. Absolutely. And, and my body feels 10 times better when I don't have to smell your musty yeah. ass. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, um, just, just kind of like snakes, you know, like snakes. somebody in your face and you, you, you think they're, think they're proper, think they're stand up and you come to find out that they're not stand up. You know, so. I, I know we all things. have many examples of people who are snakes in this world. Yes. You know, my favorite line for Sopranos is about snakes. What's that? Let me, let me just Google it really quick so I get it right. Mm-hmm. Pause While you're Googling snakes. that, give him to give him time to prepare. What's the next question? You know, it's my favorite lines. What is that? <laughs> Can't touch this. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> so I have the quote right here. Yes. The amazing thing about snakes is that they reproduce spontaneously. They have both male and female sex organs. This is why when you don't trust someone, you call them a snake. How can you trust a guy who could literally go fuck themselves? that's literal too (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly so my favorite part about snakes so well i mean if there's anything i do hate snakes in real life (laughs) well (laughs) number five is what sound or noise do you love sound of rain yeah the sound of rain. Um, sometimes I'll put it on YouTube and I go to sleep with it, you know, and it's so common. It makes me think. It makes me think on how my favorite word, execute. I want to execute my move. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Bars right there. Uh, you know. <laughs> bars. bars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What sound or noise do you hate? 
I would say, remember a teacher would take her nails and go mm. on the floor? Uh, that's, that's probably the one, the most. It's just, that sucks. That's never, like, you'll never forget that sound. Uh, Hold on, what's that? I said you'll never forget that sound. Oh, uh, nah, 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 nah. That's, Can't do that on a smart board. Nah, that's, <laughs> you see, I'm getting kind of like the EVGs right now. Yeah, just thinking about it, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, uh, it's, yeah, exactly. Killed in the traps right now. Mm-hmm. But number seven is what's your favorite curse word? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, I create video highlights. And when I do like the highlight of the past questionnaire, when we do the favorite curse word, it's a lot of fucks. Yeah. Man. You know, you know, I remember how big he was like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. <laughs> fuck you. What movie, wait, what movie is that? What movie that was that? awesome. That wasn't it. That was not half baked. Another funny people telling someone oh, yeah, to fuck themselves. But what? What movie's that? Well, half show. Was it half baked? Who says fuck you? Fuck you? Nah, you're cool. Fuck you. Fuck you. It was that. Yep. Yep. Guillermo Diaz. Yep. Guillermo <laughs> Diaz man. Classic. Yeah. All right. Number eight. What profession yeah. other than your own would you like to attempt? Oh, I would like to. Surprisingly, a TV host. Yeah. TV host. TV hey, it's host. never too late. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I really like, you know, Michael Strahan and what he does. <laughs> you know, how he gets on. He, 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 he's a real smooth cat. You know, shout out. Absolutely. Favorite football player on him. Number nine. What profession would you not like to do? <sighs> Truthfully, porn. Yeah, it's just because at the end of the day, like, especially when I become a parent, I look back and probably like my children like this. What the fuck you did? Like, there's nothing to be be fucking proud of. Like, yeah, super cool, loud and fucking porn, you know, like. So, yeah, uh, I really want to interview a porn star for the not to talk about the content they make. They get in detail. I want to talk about like, you know. What you're doing is, with all due respect, taboo to certain generations. And having said that, why? What passion makes you decide to to create that content despite the taboo nature outside surround it? Not that if it, not that it's wrong or anything, but yeah. what makes you decide to do that? You yeah. know, to get yeah. in your most vulnerable state, Absolutely. the most fun. Why do you choose to put the cameras or be part of the cameras there? And help us and help us in the audience understand your perspective. Us. Yeah. Yeah. Which which I think is dope. Like me, I don't I don't knock anything. You know, it's just sometimes you gotta look at the aftermath of things. Like things do end, you know? Nothing but in, in all seriousness. It's it's that's what the point of the show is to help us understand things more. And when yes. that day comes, we've had OnlyFans people on OnlyFans, but to talk about that I think would be really interesting. And the final question for your questionnaire and for you, Mars, I'm really excited for your answer on this. But if heaven exists, what would you like God to say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? Where have you been? <laughs> Where have you been, dude? Like, and I'm like, hey, man, I was taking as long as I could to get here, dude. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I, would, I would really say, you know, a serious question. I, I, I think... 
I think I would really say, you know, what made you choose some of the things that you choose where you could have followed the wrong path? And I, I yeah. think I think that's the the biggest thing I think he will say to me. Very solid, very solid answer. I respect a lot. And thank you thank for you. sharing that, Mars. Thank you. So I will finish off with Joe's questionnaire. So, Joe, I'm going to give you a choice. There's mm-hmm. two questionnaires. We could do the conversational world questionnaire again uh, from conversationalworld.com. That helps us, you know, just have conversations, have funny questions. It's good, you know, um, or we could do the really out there questionnaire. It's called the Eric Andre questionnaire. Now, these are Eric Andre questions. I mean, already. Come you, on. Know, you know. Uh, don't, do I have to answer that? Like, you said Eric Andre. Like, that's it. We're, we're All right. there. We're there. All right. There we are. Great, great then. So, um, the Eric Andre questionnaire. So, you guys are familiar with the Eric Andre show? Of course. Yes. Big fan. Big fan. As someone who watches stuff on his free him, time. Him and Hannibal. Hannibal. Yeah, him and him and Hannibal, the squad, the Hannibal squad. <laughs> <laughs> I the thing about them, right? So crazy talk show, but it's just a show. I have fun and see how grotesque it pushed the limit. You can't without being a dick about it. That's what's great mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Eric Andre's show, and it helps me, you know, for someone who watches so much stuff and analyze it. It's nice to just turn my brain off and just laugh. I think Eric Andre's great at that. So. Yeah. His question has the most random, obscene, crazy, grotesque questions. And again, these are not my questions. These are his. And we're just seeing their reaction. As I say this to Joe and you both reacted, feel free, Mars, if you want to answer them as well. So this is the Eric Audrey questionnaire that Joe has agreed to. <laughs> and are you ready for it, man? Again, these are not my questions. These are his, but they are a Ooh. hell of a lot of fun. Oh, man. Are they your questions? Well, I mean, I watched every single episode and wrote it down, but, <laughs> but these they're, are they're, come up. You sure they're not your questions? <laughs> I promise in this case. It's <laughs> All right. All right. If, hit if it. that's the case. Hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. All right. And again, there's also some questions that I did throw in because there are some questions that are straight up will get me canceled. But um, <laughs> I switched them around to make it fair. So it's like, okay. yes, most of them are Eric Audrey questionnaires with a few questions of mine that um, relate to this randomness. All right. So the truth comes out. Okay. Some so technically, yes, they are some of the questions. <laughs> so it's a nice mix. But, uh, you know, I'm just reading some of the questions that are just outright let's uh, do picket it. signs for it. But all right. If that's the case, we'll start with your first Eric Ajay questionnaire. And that is Joe, when you go for a whiz, do you ever get a sense of Khalifa? Yeah, yeah. In in the there can be times in the morning with the first one where it is sensitive, and also have you ever have you ever like like you're you're in the car, you have to fucking hold it forever, and then you and then finally when you get to go, it's like it's 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 like tearing your dick hole open as it's coming out. It's like. Just yeah, that that but genuine you know, breath it, of fresh air. Yeah, they, like it's it's just it, that, those those are the times when I get a sense of Khalifa when I <laughs> like it's like it it's like when you know going to school and knowing that I didn't want to take a shit in a public bathroom. And I wait to get home. Mm-hmm. I was waiting to take that shit all day, <laughs> and then you finally just take that shit. 
Yes. What what great things we have have in our world for that. Number two, Joe. <laughs> would you yes, titty sir. fuck Martha Stewart? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Is <laughs> <laughs> she going to make you gift baskets out? But only if I had a time machine and could do it when she was 27. <laughs> wow, well, no Milfy? I mean, I'd do it now, but I'd also like to do it then, too. Oh, mommy. I love it. I love it. I just remember I forget who the comedian was, but they were talking about like 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 a, like some some crazy billionaire like had a had a shower curtain that was ten thousand dollars, and they were like, "What the fuck was that made out of?" Martha Stewart's vagina. Oh. <laughs> Alpaca hair. Number three, Joe. <laughs> What's your cell phone number? My cell phone number. <laughs> um. <laughs> My cell phone number. We're gonna do that. Uh, it's. I guess that answer the way you want to. It's eight six zero seven five one. One nine. Whoa. That was my first. Whoa. Ah, that still counts. <laughs> 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 we get a lot of calls and so, they sorry they to whoever has, has has that one. Now. Somebody's dialing already. So <laughs> they did Eric. They he asked Seth Rogen that apparently it was his real number that he genuinely changed, assuming he told the truth in interviews <laughs> <laughs> that he had no choice that he just was fucked. Number four. Have you heard a guitar? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if we are living in a simulation. So <laughs> I don't know. The different universe. I don't theory. know if every time I wake up, it's a different universe. If a guitar, what a guitar, what is it like? Guitar, like I, I, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> Number five, Joe. You familiar with Bukaki? Um. Yeah, that's like a kind of sushi, right? <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> or is that a sauce? <laughs> I think uh, there's a certain type of sauce that is. Sea. <laughs> no questions asked where it came from. Oh, uh, Ask Ben Stella. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next? Let's keep it rolling. I lo- I'm loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba. All right, sit. All right. Number f- this is number five. No, no, number six. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, number yep, six. You're number right. Number six, actually. Number six. <laughs> Who is how old is the oldest person you fucked? Uh 55. And you were 28. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so what, 55 minus 28. No oh, is 27 years Milfie, apart. Milfie. Yeah, 28. Yeah, 55. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> My goodness. How was it, Joe? It's fine. It's good. Did you ever see her again? Um if you don't mind me asking, how did this all unfold? I don't know what I should and shouldn't say about this. Like we are not on bad terms, but it happened right before lockdowns really got heavy. So no, I have not seen her again. Did you guys play the Kanye West song Love Lockdown? I don't think so. <laughs> I love that beat. 
All right. Well, Joe, what, but uh, sounds fantastic. And I hope it was. <laughs> Number seven. It, it wasn't not. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> numbers number seven. Oh man, rare a rare voice crack right there. Okay, um, love it. Tell me, I'm picking from this. How come a wolf is the only thing that can be aware? Um. I'm a werewolf. I mean, you could be a werewolf. A werewolf is the only wolf that can be aware. <laughs> I, I actually say that a lot. Like, I, that's one of my favorite, like, playing words. Like, if someone tells me something I already know, I'm like, I'm a werewolf. I seen a werewolf one morning going to work. Really? Yeah, it was true. It was true. Tell us how that unfolded. Um, it was probably about like 6.05 in the morning, and I was heading to the job I was employed for at the time. Mm-hmm. It was yes, in sir. Bloomfield, Connecticut. And right. then next to you know, as I was riding, it was preferably dark, too. So riding, and next to you know, it was like, poof, the wolf. It was like Saber Wolf from Killer Instinct. Damn it. It was crazy. And I told my wife, Blimey. I said, what was that? She was just like, I think that was a wolf. That was a bloody wolf. Mm-hmm. Yes. Of the wear variety. Yes. Yes. Aware. I was aware that I seen a wolf. <laughs> yes. Yes. But yes, I seen a wolf one morning. All right. Was it aware that it was a wolf? Yes, it was aware because it, it ran so valiantly just across the on, way. On two legs or four? It, like, okay, it's, it's crazy because it was just like, you think it's fucking two at first, but it was going so fast. Like, you didn't know it was like a dare, bro, as Kevin Hart would say. Okay. It was just like really fast, but it was like, hey, and it turned around. I was like, wow, that's a wolf. So, Yes. <laughs> That's the wolf story. Oh, what a what an how, adventure! How many man. more? How many more we got left here? We Is got this three like, more. Oh, that's, so that's, make it right. that's plenty. <laughs> that's a, that, uh, that's 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 more than I bargained for. Let's keep going. Oh, <laughs> number. I, I, I want it to be more than I bargained for when it's Eric Andre. <laughs> so we're like, what siete? <laughs> number three. Are you single and ready to mingle, or I should say, number eight? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm sangle and ready to prangle. Like Pringle? Like Pringles? Like, like, like Prangles, but from from the Southwest. <laughs> I'm sangle and ready, ready to prangle. prangle. Look at that. Look at that. Number nine. What's the farthest you've ever gone with a girl? Um... I have. I think the farthest I've ever gone with a girl, um, it was technically my mom, and it was England. We went to England. Exactly. Good. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Had him on the fucking rail, ladies and gentlemen. Great. That is a fucking riding the wire <laughs> in London. That's family. Yeah, we 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 went we went all the way. Although I think actually technically. We, we we also at one point when I was a kid went to Hawaii. I don't know what's farther away. Um, mm. I think like technically, how I, you London. like how I, I you like how I wrangle that question there. <laughs> yes, 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 that was very entendrous. Uh, <laughs> our final question for today, and the final question there, Ganje questionnaire: What's the craziest thing you ever done? 
fucking got born. I, <laughs> to, I just decided to exist one day, and then I was like, fuck you, I'm here. Oh, man, we're world thankful a, for that. World ain't, world ain't been the same since. Wow. Uh, but it, after that, probably one of the craziest things that I've ever done was... Uh, Join Theta Chi. That was just, that was like just the, the, the longest, like good, bad decision. It was like a, it was like a, a, uh, uh, like a freaking like not epic series, like epic, epic, like, like, like HBO series. Two seasons of it too. I always thought a good show, good college show. Definitely don't take my idea, Trey Market. Is a series <laughs> called Good Times, Bad Times about college. And if you could get the rights to Led Zeppelin's Good Times, Bad Times, where the very first lyric is in the in the days of my youth, I was taught what it means to be a man. I think oh, that would yeah. be an awesome way to start a show like that. that coming of age like that. That's dope. Yeah, I think well, actually one of the craziest things I decided to do was was join a fraternity like mm-hmm. that thing. Like, like, and why is that? And, and but, well, because you don't actually know. Like, like there's like it's 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 to be honest. Like at least the pledge process itself, it, it's all hyped up. It's not it's not what it seems. But the thing is, you don't know that going yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. No. Once you get on the other side, it is like a prophecy. Like, wow, this yeah. is. This was something else, man. And every school is different, but it's it's quite a time. And I, even though it's a headache, it is worth it. I, is it like that crack cocaine commercial when they'd be like, this is your brain on drugs? <laughs> and do you still go try drugs anyway? It, it's, it, it's, yes. it's, it's like... It's like a surface level, like like it's like it's like you have a you have a uh, Easter egg and like like oh it's pink on the inside and then you crack it open and it's like why does this smell gross? It was pink before. It's this is gooey and weird. Why is it cold? It's not a cat. Dude. Who enjoys this? What a game, guys! What a game. <laughs> Out of Mars, Joe Yankis. Tell us one more time where we can find your stuff. Well, you can find Automars at Jamar Automars Smith on Facebook or Automatics A-U-D-A-M-A-T-I-X on every social media outlet, including LinkedIn on Friday. Boom. Boom. So by the time this is released, I think Friday will have passed. Yes. So LinkedIn included. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and Joe, where can we find your stuff? Yeah, so uh, just uh, literally Google Yo Jankus, Y O space J A N K U S. That's uh, I'm, I'm Yo Jankus on all social media as well. Um, you know, my Twitter's kind of boring. Instagram's fairly entertaining. SoundCloud has some has some stuff. It hasn't been updated in a while, and I keep all the old stuff on there too. And it's some of it's like, wow, that was you did that. Mm-hmm. I did that, bam, 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 and bam, I'm bam, leaving bam. it there. <laughs> so uh, scroll down a little bit if you want to hear some. Hey, look but at yeah, that. We're, we're, but I mean, we, that it's like I said last time, it's like you start from somewhere. No, no, no overnight success, just an overnight sensation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bars right there. The Guys, <laughs> it's been a pleasure. I enjoyed every second of it. I hope this is one of many. And I just can't wait to see what you guys pull off. You have my support. I'm sure you have the audience's support. And we love and appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for an incredible appearance. Is there any final words you have to say? Oh, we would like to thank... 
the world and you for having a productive conversation mm-hmm. and look forward, you know, absolutely to, you know, building with you again. And thank you, you know, for having us tonight. Thank you for having me as a first time guest. Yes. Thank you, Matt Brown. With, without Matt Brown, there would be no productive. Big Matt Brown! <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we fit close to two hours. That's how you know, man. And I will not take this connection for granted. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. God bless. And I'll see you all. Really, really soon. That's Autumn Mars and Joe Yankis. Yeah. Thanks again, my great friends. Hey. Till next time. Have a good night. Peace. What a time. What an experience. What great vibes and great stories. Audemar and Joe Yankis, thank you for an incredible appearance. And be on the lookout for Outa's new album, Outer Matrix. Going to come up very, very soon on all platforms this thursday we are back with one of my favorite podcasts i ever done we have the incredible ali youssef my old friend from college we reminisce on the good old university of hartford days we learn about how he proposed to his girlfriend now fiance we geek out on music we talk about new york city commuting life and we just have an incredible podcast for you the greatest listeners and followers in the world and i thank you for taking the time to listen to the show and being a part of this movement as we grow into more success none of this is possible without you as the greatest audience in the world and i thank you and you mean so much to me for making Making it all possible. Ali Youssef joins us on Thursday, so you don't want to miss that. I want to thank my guests, Joe Yankis and Out of Mars, for an incredible appearance. And I want to thank you, the greatest listeners and followers in the world, for always tuning in and making life better. So you enjoy the start of your week. You make some big moves. You create opportunities for you. You shoot your shot. If you're really thinking of something and you don't know if you should do it or not, if it's not going to hurt anybody, go for it. Make the big move. What do you have to lose? You have my support. You have other people's support. And make sure you have support for yourself. With that, my name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. I will see you on Thursday. Be sure to make your life better until then. Thank you, everybody. See you soon. Peace. All she needed was some...